Hello, it's Friday the 10th of February and welcome to the Better Business Show Friday 5 with me, Tom Idol, and joining me over there is Vicky Knowles. Vix, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Tom? I'm all right. How is it already the 10th of February? I have no idea. Where and then we get a glimpse of spring and then it gets cold again. <laughs> I, know, I know. So how's your week been? It's been pretty good, pretty um, pretty busy, pretty productive at times, kind of unproductive at times, a bit of a mix. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, it's gone pretty fast. It's uh, Yeah, it's got things keeping busy. And How about you? Are. Yeah, no, it's been good. I've had a really good week, actually. It's Friday again. This week's show went down an absolute storm with the brilliant Paul Lindley on from Ella's Kitchen. And I think it was just one of those brands, I guess, that that resonates with so many people with, with kids and and having gone through all that sort of stuff. And, and he's just brilliant, Paul, because he had a, such a great outlook on, on life and business and it really went down well this week. So um, I love that you, one. That was a great Yeah, episode. no, it was a good one, wasn't yeah. it? So, yeah, if you missed it, um, lovely people out there, head over to iTunes or SoundCloud and, and go seek it out. Um, so, yes, we're back again here. We're going to give you our top five stories from the last week. All that's been going on across sustainable business, Vic. So this week we're going to be talking about Unilever's game-changing transparency on perfumes, a new alternative to leather. We're going to be talking about the new clean power, which is exploding across Europe. We're going to be talking about the business community's response to Trump's Trump's travel ban uh, and Waitrose uh, and their 500-mile biomethane range trucks that they're using. So loads of great stories this week. Uh, Let's do it, Vix. Number five, Unilever, everybody's favorite consumer goods giant, has announced a new transparency measure that will provide consumers with access to more ingredient information on fragrances which obviously make up a massive part of its personal care products business. Uh, they're going beyond current FDA requirements, which currently allow companies to use the word fragrance on personal care product labels in lieu of listing the names of the actual chemicals used in those bottles. Uh, and this year, Unilever will begin to voluntarily expand its current product ingredient list, they, available through what is known as a Smart Label, uh, a new system to include the fragrance ingredients in a product's formulation. And the company aims to complete the updates by the end of next year. Uh, so Unilever is launching a uh, What's in Our Products section on its website as well, giving more product information than ever before, including its approach to developing safe products, explanations of ingredient types and answers to common questions. Uh, currently, Unilever products in Europe are labelled with fragrance allergens in line with EU regulations, and now the company is going to expand this to its full American uh, personal care portfolio. And there's a new sort of online search tool that will allow people with allergies to find suitable products to meet their needs. So, you know, this is something that's seen by many as a bit of a game changer in terms of transparency and telling uh, telling consumers what they need to know, giving them a lot more information. Well, that is brilliant, actually. Um, okay, so number four from uh, consumer goods giant to a small startup. Um, could, could the next leather actually be paper? So a Berlin-based responsible fashion label called paper as it happens has successfully funded on kickstarter its water repellent durable and sustainable backpack which is made from paper blended with polymer microparticles so supposedly it has similar attributes to leather so it could be an alternative and it trumps over other materials they considered um so they so the founder and 
said in an article in Fast Company that it requires less water than cotton, will last significantly longer than hemp, and of course doesn't involve animals as with leather. So the papers sourced from fast-growing birch trees that are responsibly forested in Scandinavia. There's even a tanning stage, just like traditional leather. And then the the minimalist square design is supposed to cut waste in production and is also meant to be timeless rather than seasonal so that consumers will keep it longer and not buy so much stuff. Um, and then they also plan to make new bags out of old, so with parts like zips being reused and the paper material being recycled. And for every bag it sells, they're planning on planting a tree as well. That sounds so cool. And obviously they're in very much Kickstarter mode right now, but would love to get them on the show. So if anyone's listening from uh, from Berlin and, and paper, then uh, then do give me a shout. It'd be great to get you on the main show. Um, anyway, so number three this week, uh, new clean power exploding in Europe. Almost 90% of new power in Europe came from renewable source, sources in 2016. Renewable energy sources made up nearly nine-tenths of new power added to Europe's electricity grids last year in a sign of the continent's rapid shift away from fossil fuels. Of the 24.5 gigawatts of new capacity built across the EU last year, 21.1 gigawatts, or 86%, was from wind, solar, biomass and hydro, eclipsing the previous high watermark of 79% in 2014. So for the first time, wind farms accounted for more than half of the capacity installed, uh, according to data from uh, the trade body Wind Europe. Uh, wind power overtook coal to become the EU's second largest form of power capacity after gas, though due to the technology's intermittent nature, coal still meets more of the bloc's uh, electricity demand. This is all from a story on ED this week. Uh, Germany installed the most new wind capacity in 2016, while France, the Netherlands, Finland, Ireland and Lithuania all set new records for wind farm installations. The total capacity added to, added was 3% down on 2015, but a surge in offshore wind farms, which are twice as expensive as those built on land, being connected in Britain, saw total EU-wide investment hit a record 27.5 billion euros. Uh, the biggest project was the Gemini wind farm off of the Netherlands coast, which was connected to the grid last February, and that's going to be the world's second largest offshore wind farm when it finishes uh, a bit later this year. Oh, uh, it's, right. it's 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 cool. I mean, some people in the industry are saying that you know they're a bit you know a little bit worried about the lack of sort of policy support beyond 2020 when binding EU renewable energy targets actually come to an end. So something's got to, it's got to happen to keep this keep this thing going. But um, yeah, it's it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, so at number two, uh, following Trump's ban on uh, citizens of seven majority Muslim countries, so that's not all of them, just say seven for now, uh, from visiting the US for at least 90 days, the business community responded. Um, so the day after the announcement, co-founder and CEO of Airbnb, Brian Chesky, tweeted that the firm is providing free housing to refugees and anyone not allowed in the US. Um, so in an email released after, Chesky said the company was looking for hosts who would house those affected for free, um, or they would cover the costs should no host be available in a certain area. And the company was also very supportive of any employees affected by the ban. And similarly, um, on Facebook, Uber founder Travis Kalanick uh, promised to help drivers who can't return to the US um, by compensating them for lost earnings, as well as providing 24-7 legal support. So um, it sounds like these kind of tech companies are... Um, they're 
they're using their power for good, I guess. Yeah, I love these sort of progressive leaders speaking out against Trump because, you know, he's obviously a man that loves business and he's, he's, you know, he's going to be the pro-business president, he said. Uh, but he can't ignore these new players. These are the, the this is the future. You can't just mm. listen to the old fossil fuel guys. He's got to talk, you know, talk to these tech guys. They are the future, and uh, and at the moment they're kind of you know hitting back, which is which is which is good to see. Exactly what they should be doing. Yeah. Um, good stuff. So number one this week, Vix uh, Waitrose. Um, Waitrose, obviously the company owned by John Lewis here in the UK, is operating a new commercial vehicle fleet that runs on compressed natural gas. So CNG, biomethane uh, fuel, in order to get their transport emissions down and, and boost the driving range of their freight of kind of low carbon vehicles. Uh, and the company says that 10 new CNG trucks were used for deliveries last month up in the north of England and across the Midlands. Um, purchasing the fleet costs 50% more in upfront capital compared to buying uh, diesel trucks. But Waitrose says that each truck will generate fuel savings of around £20,000 in three years. So not too mad a payback on this. According to CNG Fuels, which is the firm that is going to supply the renewable fuel to Waitrose, biomethane is around 40% cheaper than diesel fuel and emissions from vehicles are 70% lower as a result. Using natural gas for freight fleets is viewed as a bit of a, a bridge fuel, is what it's being known as, uh, very much until electric vehicles can overcome their range and power issues uh, for this particular sort of segment of, of transport. CNG originally launched its biomethane fuel back in December last year, and it's a fuel derived from food waste, and Waitrose uh, were joined by John Lewis and Argos in trialling uh, the fuel upon its announcement back in December. Figures from the Department of Transport state that heavy goods vehicles travel an average of 49,000 miles a year, and there are concerns that you know there's lots of concerns that low carbon HGVs would not be able to cover this much ground. Basically, um, so as I say, this t- technology and this fuel might just help to bridge that gap until electric trucks are, are a real thing. That's yeah. Exciting. Stuff. It is. It's a good, good story to speak. So that's it. That's it, Vix. Um, what's going on? What were you doing the weekend? Ah, well, it's my friend's birthday um, tomorrow, but she's going out tonight, so I'll be getting my glad rugs on, I guess. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. What about you? Well, enjoy. Well, I, I, I've mentioned before, I'm on the move, so it's, you know, it's a stressful mm. time, but it's also, it's been great clearing out the house and decluttering my life. Taking yeah. lots of trips to the tip and uh, and charity shops and all that sort of thing, so hard work but therapeutic. So highly recommend it. Have a declutter this sure, weekend if you've got nothing to do. I'm sure you've got recycling and re- repurposing. And- oh god, you know me. You know me. Um, I'm all over that. So that's it. That's it for the week. We'll be back again on Monday for another one of our sort of main shows. Uh, that'll be out about lunchtime on Monday. So look out for that. Uh, but Vix, have a great weekend, and we'll do it all again next week. <laughs>